Standing up in McKinney, this is According to Callus, episode 477, coming to you on the 17th of August, 2023. And as always, you can help me by like, sharing, and subscribe to this here podcast. Today's episode is going to be called Lead, Follow, or Get Out of the Way. Yes, it is a follow-up, directly related, kind of, sort of, <laughs> Nah, it's related. Related to the previous episode, which would be 476. If you haven't listened to that yet, I strongly suggest you go back and listen to it first. Now, I got to be honest, I pull a lot of punches in this podcast. Why? Because there are people on my team that I want to keep on my team. And if I'm constantly barraging and constantly critiquing and constantly mm, wearing them out, they're going to get really tired of me. <laughs> that being said, uh, people on my team need to remember that we're on the same team. So to that, I say, let's go, carry on. All right. And as always, if you feel particularly motivated by what I've had to say, what I'm doing, or just want to be entertained, you can rate and review this here podcast. That helps. It doesn't makes a big difference. It uh, changes up the algorithms. And hey, by the way, I am on YouTube. All the audio of this program goes to YouTube until... They choose to just not put it there or deplatform me, which to my knowledge has not yet occurred. And uh, for fun, I show up on my page and in my group on Facebook, visit Gab and MeWe at least once a day. And I am here, one, to improve myself, two, to improve you or help you improve you, and three, make sure that we... Preserve the Republic, or if you prefer, Restore the Republic. Oh, by the way, there is a local group where I live called Restore to the Republic. Uh, I don't think they have trademark on that name, but I appreciate what they're doing out there. <clears throat> that being said, we all want the same thing. Sometimes we are doing it a different way or pulling a slightly different angle, and that's okay. But the real issue is, is our leaders, our so-called leaders, don't lead. In the military, we had a term, and I've heard it many, many times since then from the civilian folks, myself included now, lead, follow, or get out of the way. What does that mean? Well, that means if you're going to lead, lead. If you're not a leader, that's okay. Follow the leader. Trust your leader and do what, do where they're, or <laughs> do what they say to do and go where they tell you to go. Work on the same project together. If you're not going to follow and you're not going to lead, you have no business being there. You're an impediment. Impediments need to go away. Sometimes they'll leave on their own accord. They'll know they're not welcome. They'll see that their presence is counterproductive. And other times they have to be asked to go away. So what inspired this? What was behind this? So I have a good friend, uh, Mr. Conservative, and uh, he sent me a screenshot out of Gab where the poster had said, possibly the only smart thing Charlie has ever, ever posted. Now, I think it's a referencing, well, yeah, it's Charlie Kirk. I assume it's on X or Twitter or whatever. Now, look, I don't know much about Charlie Kirk. I'm not going to beat up on the guy. But when somebody's right, they're right. And let me read this to you. Republicans did nothing about Bill Clinton flying to islands with minors. Okay, good point. Republicans did nothing about Hillary Clinton smashing devices. Devices, excuse me. Again, Republicans did nothing about James Comey brazenly lying. Republicans did nothing about Andy McCabe plotting a silent coup against a sitting president. 
Republicans did nothing about BLM raising $100 million and breaking the charitable giving laws. Republicans in Florida did nothing about James Biden's alleged fraud scheme involving a hospital system. Republicans in Arkansas did nothing about Hunter Biden's myriad of crimes. Republicans have done nothing. Well, I should insert here. Republicans in Arizona have done nothing about the rampant abuse of power by the current governor, which was formerly the secretary of state, who blatantly cheated in the election and then hid such election cheating. But that being said, um, Republicans have done nothing against Antifa and their interstate RICO operations. Republicans have done nothing against Fauci, EcoHealth Alliance, or the other fake scientists who promoted lies about COVID's origins to hide their own culpability. The question is, why would Democrats be afraid of us? They run the country while Republican AGs and DAs quiver in fear and run for the hills. Think about that. Our very leaders aren't leading. They're doing nothing. Oh, they might pound their hand on a desk or they might give a fiery speech, but at the end of the day, they do nothing. The leadership of Georgia and New York state are basically doing their best to destroy the former president, Donald Trump. Now, whether you like the guy or not, clearly this is abuse. Clearly. But they do it anyway, and there's no recourse. Well, I'd like to know why it is that we're not doing something the same, an equal out of, oh, I don't know, Florida, Texas, Idaho. I don't know. Where's another strong Republican state that actually has some leadership? Hmm. I'll wait. Maybe Utah? Oh, by the way, apparently Utah has now passed the law. They're not going to do a registration. No, no, no. They're going to just track your car and tax you by mileage. How does that sound? <laughs> yes, yes. Big Brother watches. Now, at this point, you must be wondering, well, Stephen, you're a Republican. Why are you bashing on the Republicans? Why Why are you going? Well, because if I can't hold my own people accountable, if I can't make them sweat, if I can't make them do their darn jobs, what good am I? See, they're not leading. They're not capable of following, so they need to get out of the way. Or maybe that's the problem. They are followers, and they needed somebody like the Donald in charge for them to have any cojones and do their job. I mean, just look at what happened to the little, hmm, be careful, bite your tongue, Stephen. The guy from South Carolina, who used to be good friends with John McCain before John died, suddenly found his uh, backbone and apparently now has lost it. I wonder about Lindsey Gramnesty. Hmm? I, I wonder, what who's got what over that guy? Well, why is he such a... Again, bite your tongue, Stephen. Calm down. Yes, our leadership is ineffective. Our leadership is pathetic. Our leadership doesn't lead. And yet we still reelect these same rubes every time. It's as if our opponents, our enemies, are picking out our leaders for us. And we don't see it and we don't care. You don't believe me? Well, case in point. Let's go home to my state of Texas. So we have a... Republican governor. And I will say, arguably, he's the third or fourth best governor in the country, arguably. But at what scale and at what rate? I mean, if you put Gavin Newsom in, in there as the worst possible governor, and he's maybe being queued to run for president, what does it say about Texas? 
We're supposed to lead. We're supposed to have bravado. Of course, that's challenging when the guy that's the governor has zero bravado that is more concerned about, I don't know, what his uh, controllers in the WEF think than uh, his people in Texas. Yet we reelected him. His, pri- his primary wasn't even close. It, again, if you believe the election, if, if you believe that was a fair election in the primary. But the guy's bankrolled. He's got enough bankroll to bankroll all of the other people below him. But again, what is he leading? Who is he leading? Because it certainly isn't me. He's certainly not leading any strong Republican that I know. And look, I realize I'm at least at the 90th percentile as far as being pro-liberty, and I don't expect everybody to be there with me. I'm okay with that. I routinely work with people that are at the 70th percentile or the 80th percentile. I'm friends with them. I'm allies with them. We want basically the same things. I'm willing to go a little further than they are. And for the libertarians out there, the constitutionalists out there, hey, we're on the same page. I'm a little uncomfortable with some of those things you want to do as a libertarian. And hey, constitutionalist, man, I'm here you, but we got to deal with what is, not what should be. We got to deal with what is and what is sucks, but we got to fight back and we got to do something about it to where we can get what it should be. All right. So what does that mean? That means we have to come together and work to get rid of ineffectual leadership, which is our elected officials. Explain to me how, again, the graph that I've seen is probably not fair. It's probably biased. And we'll we'll just say it's off five percentage points just to be extremely nice. But even still, a majority of the Republican elected officials skew more left than right. How does that happen? Well, I'll tell you exactly how that happens. Because when you're a majority Republican state, those people there are more concerned about keeping their donors happy, more concerned about keeping the municipal people happy, more concerned about keeping the powers that be that fund them happy than they are about we the people. But let's also be fair and honest. That's how it always has been. It's never going to change. We have to keep the people with the big money happy. Why? Because they control and manipulate events whether we want them to or not. But we want them on our team. We want them to see why it's best to stay on our team. I'm not sure why any of them would desire the future that some of these guys out of um, Davos think is a good thing. I'm not sure why any Texian or Texan would be okay with that. Maybe they're sold a false bill of goods. Maybe they made a Faustian bargain and they can't get out of it now. Maybe they just think that if they can control the people, they'll have that much more power. Yeah, that doesn't work out so well. If you doubt me, look at the French Revolution. Look at the Russian Revolution. How did that work out for the aristocracy? How did that look work out for those collaborators? In France after World War II, what happened to all the collaborators there? What about Sweden after all was said and done? What happened, or was it, I guess it technically is Norway. My apologies. Norway, the Quislings up there. What happened to them after the war? People remember that stuff. And when they get sold out by their own people, they take it personally. You want to talk about blood feuds that never end. Just keep it up, guys. I don't encourage this. I don't want this. I would rather have even milk toast leaders that at least protect and are more concerned about Texas than they are something else. I don't want them to always be hmm, deferring to the feds. I don't want them to always cave at a moment's notice. I want them to have our back. I want them to lead from the front. I want them to inspire the people. 
we're not going to see that. The closest thing we have in Texas is Sid Miller and I guess Ken Paxton. Now, both men, you know, they're not perfect. They, they have feet of clay, just like every other person in the world. Feet of clay. But so much better than the other option. And sadly, that's what we deal with all the time. Every election cycle, we get stuck with the lesser of evils. Now, how do we change that? Well, you got to get involved. You got to make a difference at the bottom. You got to do, you got to be willing to follow. You got to find a good leader and follow them. You don't have to be 100% behind what your leader's vision is, but you have to be willing to say that leader has a vision that I can work with. That leader has a vision that I generally agree with and let's get behind it and get it done. Now, maybe that starts with winning one election. Maybe that starts with ousting one terrible incumbent. Maybe that starts with adjusting or flipping a board here or there. And by flipping a board, you don't do it all at one time. You may have to do it over years, one at a time, because we didn't get to where we're at right now overnight. It may seem like overnight. It's certainly gotten far worse in my lifetime, which is over 50 years. But look, in 1975, I was too young to remember, but in 1975, none of this crazy stuff would have went on and it certainly wouldn't have been applauded and praised and celebrated. The perversion's on parade and we do nothing about it. Where are the Republicans? Why aren't these people being arrested? Why aren't these people being held accountable? Could it be because our people are dirty too? Could it be they're, they're just plain afraid? Could it be they're co-opted? I don't know, but yet they are there and we do nothing about it. We tolerate it. Now, the closest thing that we have to a solid Republican elected official in Collin County, it'd be Matt Shaheen, in my opinion. Now, there's other elected officials that are Republicans, even in the Texas House, that are good. They, they don't necessarily line up with what I would want, but they're good. I mean, they get their stuff done, but Matt's the closest one to me. So I've always been deferential to Matt Shaheen. I've always trusted that he was going to shoot straight with me. I've always thought that he was the leader among our people as far as conservative things. Now, prior to that, we had Scott Sanford. Now, Scott Sanford, in my opinion, was not much of a fighter, but that's not his personality. I can't ask him to do something that he's not going to do. But as far as being a stalwart and standing strong for conservative principles and doing the right thing, you could do no better than Scott Sanford on those issues. So when we had those two guys, we at least had two people that were going to have leadership. Now, they may be soft leaders. And by soft, I mean not not pushing, right? Not, not driving, not forcing, but working to get people to do the right thing. We're working to get people to understand why this is a better outcome. I can appreciate that. You ought to be able to appreciate that. But Scott's retired. Well-deserved retirement. He went out when he had the opportunity, I guess would be the best way to pray, to put it in there. Matt's still there fighting the good fight. Now I wish Matt would be stronger on certain things. And I, and I wish that he'd get a little more aggressive. I don't know what his rationale is. I haven't discussed it with him, but I'm not willing to throw that baby out with the bathwater because quite frankly, he's still the best we have in Collin County. I would very much like to get him some help. Now, Hopefully, that help will come from my state rep, right? I, I don't have any dislike or personal issue. My hope is that Frederick Frazier is going to step up to the plate. He's going to do the right thing. 
I, I'm reluctant to uh, be excited about it. I, I, I don't know that he will cross the governor or the lieutenant governor or the speaker of the house. But my hope is on most of those issues, he's going to be leading out front. And he's going to be right there with Matt Shaheen. That's the hope. I didn't really see a lot of it this term. But let's face it, these guys are going to be around for another term, whether you like it or not, whether I like it or not. We have to work with these guys. We have to hold their feet to the fire. We have to encourage them. We have to help them do the right thing because they need to lead. It seems to me both of them are deferring to leadership of the party or leadership of the state as opposed to leading from the front. Well, maybe they're concerned that they'll get a fate similar to what's uh, being attempted to be done to Ken Paxton or what happened to Brian Slayton, although most of it was his own darn fault. But the reality is you can't ask somebody to do something that you're not willing to do yourself. So I ask you, if you're a precinct chair in Collin County, what are you doing? How are you encouraging these guys? Do you have their back? Are you excited when they're doing the right thing? Do you tell them that you're happy they're doing the right thing? Or do you just beat them up when they do the thing that you don't like? Or do you, do you just uh, disregard anything they do that's positive because you're still upset about that one or two bad things that they did? And that's, you know, in the eye of the beholder. You don't have to be 100% on board with any of these guys. They're elected officials. You're not going to get everything you want out of them. You shouldn't beat them up for deviation. You need to be supportive, but also pushing them. You have to drive them. Hmm, you see what I'm doing there? By drive them, you have to tell them, this is what we need you to do. You're our leader, act like it. You're our leader, take the reins. You're our leader, excite people, get them involved. It's not enough to just come home every other year, run for a few months, say I'm the most conservative guy in the county or I'm the most conservative guy in the house, which may or may not be true, depending on who's quantifying it and what time period. People, again, I I hear this time, time, it's frustrating, but people desire and need to be led. Not all the time, not everything, but they do. They want it. And and I want to reflect back on something that somebody told me. And as a gringo, I want to be careful how I say this, but it was a Latino person speaking about other Latinos and told me they will work their tails off. They will do anything and everything that needs to be done if they're led well. They need a strong leader. I kind of poo-pooed that. I'm like, really? I mean, why? And it was explained to me, this is somebody else speaking, but it was explained to me, that is our culture. They don't know how to be self-leaders. Again, this is what somebody else is saying. Now, I will tell you from my own personal experience, I haven't always found that to be true. I found quite a few of the Latino guys I work with are quite self-motivated. They're quite mm, aggressive on getting things done and being attentive to needs. But most of them are apolitical. Most of them don't have a grand vision of what could be based upon my conversation. Now, look, I got to be careful. These guys I work with, I don't want to come across rude, mean, or out of place. But most of them have known me long enough that they'll speak freely and they don't go there. Now, maybe it's culture. Maybe it's respect. Maybe it's, I don't want to argue with this guy. I don't know. So I can't counter what one person told me, but I have run that idea by other Latin people that I know. 
And just in case you're wondering, yes, I'm using Latin for a specific or Latina for a specific. One, because it's a generic, meaning ladies and gentlemen that are from South, Central, and Mexico, America, right? And you could probably toss a few of the islands in there. Maybe, just maybe, you, depending on how creative you get, you add in the Iberian Peninsula. I think it's a very encompassing term. It's a very general term. And the reason why I'm doing that is because I think it's a very general generalization about a group of people. I can't refute it. In my own experience, I haven't always held it or found it to be true. And actually, one of the strongest conservative and toughest guys I know sticking to his principle is a Latino man. And I respect the heck out of him. And when he talks, I listen. Because I respect him and he is a good leader. And if he should be in a position to lead, I would be happy to follow. So lest anybody thinks that I'm dunking on or disabuse or abusing uh, my Latin brethren, that is not the case. I'm just giving you an example of leadership and leadership styles, right? I'm giving you an opportunity to understand where I'm coming from. I'm more than willing to follow a good, solid leader, somebody that I trust. I'm also more than capable of leading other people if necessary. That's not necessarily my preference, but I can do it. I will do it. I I, I am fully capable of holding my own against pretty much anybody out there, but I don't have to be in charge. And again, maybe that was a learned habit, right? was learned that you don't need you shouldn't be in charge and actually power is a bad thing another learned habit particularly in the christian world in the christian protestant churches power is a bad thing you shouldn't seek to be in power you shouldn't trust those that are in power you shouldn't you should be careful around people that are ambitious okay well that might all be true but if we're too busy throttling back and not doing anything what does that mean oh that's right the pagans take over and if you doubt me Just look around you. Tell me the pagans aren't in control. Tell me the pagans don't run everything. Tell me they're not the least bit worried about Christianity, just like they're not worried at all about the Republican Party. The Christian church won't stand up. The Republican Party keeps knuckling over. Again, what leadership is that? What kind of example is that? How does anything get done if you're not going to lead? Again, maybe I'm not your cup of tea. Maybe I'm not your preferred style leadership. Maybe you don't agree on a specific issue. That's okay. Then you can lead too. Find the issue. Find your motivation. Get up in the morning and say, I'm going to work to fix this. I'm going to work to address that. I'm going to make the most out of ending this. I'm going to stop that. How are you going to do it? Get your information together. Lead your little band of brothers and get on it. You don't need me to tell you how. You don't. I don't even know what your issue is. What point would it be for me to describe it to you? You're going to have to find your own way. But if we're not going to lead, if we're going to take the reins on some of these things, we can't complain. We can't sit back and idly watch these things happen because clearly the Republican Party has made it clear they have zero interest in actually holding people accountable, actually tossing people in prison that deserve it, actually prosecuting people that break the laws and do it blatantly. And likewise, the Christian church, primarily the Protestant church, has done nothing 
to protect their flock. They've done nothing to encourage their flock to fight back. And by fight back, I mean metaphorically, politically, and always legally, not actually getting violent. The Protestant church has been asleep at the wheel for, hmm, let's see, a hundred years. They keep saying if we just bring the cause of Christ to them, that'll change people's heart. Well, that might be absolutely true. But if you keep ignoring the fact that you're not allowed to speak, you're not allowed to uh, preach on these issues because, well, that's hate speech or that's making people feel sad. That's a problem. At the end of the day, probably all of this can be put upon the church. You created weak leaders who became Republicans because Republicans are the closest thing we got to a conservative party. The closest thing we have to being um, in line or congruent with Christianity. And it doesn't matter whether you're Catholic or Protestant or Orthodox. We're all in the same boat here. We have sat at the sidelines and watched our own party, watched our own country, watched all the leadership turn against us. Clearly, we're the problem now. The question is, what are you going to do about it? Now, Brian McClanahan says you got to think locally and act locally. And I'm sure that's not unique to him. And I, But I give credit where credit is due. That He is the man I've been listening to the most lately. And I appreciate all that he does. And there are other dissident voices, dissident right voices out there. And look, I know it's a smear fest, right? Oh, you're alt-right. You're a Christian nationalist. You're this, you're that. I don't care about any of that. I want people that can think. I want people that can give you action steps. I want people that are willing to lead by example. And sometimes that means you have to work with people that uh, maybe I'm not sure about that. You have to be willing to question where they're coming from. But if you want the same goals, if you're moving in the same direction, you shouldn't be afraid. You know where the enemy is. And I'll tell you, the enemy is at the gates. The enemy is sitting right outside waiting for you to make a little mistake so they can ruin your life. The enemy is sitting there licking their chops at taking over your church. The enemy has surrounded Texas and is invaded. They already own Austin. They own most of San Antonio. They own Harris County. They own Dallas. And what are you going to do about it? How are you going to fight back? You can't count down Donald Trump winning the presidency and somehow fixing everything because that ain't going to happen. And I don't care if he's the president or not. He cannot and will not fix everything. You can't count on your favorite governor. <laughs> governor. Well, what? You can't count <laughs> on your favorite candidate for governor winning election and fixing everything. Now, look, I had high hopes. I, I think Don Huffines was leap years better than the guy we got now. But the fact of the matter is, allegedly, 60-some percent of the uh, Republican voters chose Greg Abbott. He's our guy. Well, Greg Abbott has made it clear he refuses to lead from the front. So that means we have to push him. We have to encourage him. We have to make him do the right thing. We have to make him lead. Because if he's not going to lead, he's going to continue to follow and then he just needs to get out of the way. The Republicans have to do better. Conservatives have to do better. And My God, the churches have to do better. They have to be willing to take a stand on the things that matter. Yes, you don't want to be mean to people. Yes, you don't want to pour hate on people. Nobody's advocating that. Nobody wants that. But if you keep showering unconditional love on people that are pagans and keep telling people that their perversion is okay and their pride is not out of line, 
you're not doing them any favors. We can't pretend that somebody that hates God is in a good place. You can't pretend that somebody that's permanently damaging their body is a good thing. You can't pretend that somebody that engages in hurtful, sinful behavior repeatedly isn't going to have a consequence. Yes, we can love them. Yes, we can tell them where they're at. The Republican Party hasn't figured out a way to push back, and the church hasn't figured out a way to push back. And both of those are supposed to be our leaders. Both of those are supposed to be driving and protecting our country. And they refuse to do so for reasons I just can't wrap my head around. So that means we, the people, have to do it. We, the populace, have to get engaged. We have to pick up the reins. Because it's been clear to me for some time now that the party leadership, the elected leadership, the church leadership doesn't want to lead. They seem to follow, but they seem to be following the wrong people. They seem to be following us down the path of destruction, which means we need to get them out of the way. Now, we need to do it peacefully. We need to do it correctly. We need to do it legally, but we need to get them out of the way. And that may look different depending on where you are and where you're, where you're looking at, right? It's going to be done in the civil world differently than the legal world. It's going to be done differently in the ecclesiastical world, right? The churches than it would be done in the governor (laughs) in government, right? Wow. I, I just don't know how it is that we continue to just be okay with this. We smile and pretend it's going to be better tomorrow when in fact they're selling us out today. Now we can fight back. We have the reins of power. We have, we have the ability to retake it anytime we're ready. We just have to be smart about it. And I don't care if you're Texan like me. I don't care if you support Texas like me. I don't care if you are as Mr. Pro-Gun as I am. That's okay as long as we realize that we want the same things basically. We want our liberty. We want to be protected from invaders, foreign and domestic. We want to protect what's left of our constitution, even though it failed to do its job, but we want to protect it. We want to get back to it. We want to improve it and by improve it, like enforce it. None of those things can happen if we won't get off our butts and lead. I don't care if you're leading just your family or just your best friend, but we all need to be leaders. Now those leaders line up like hmm, corporal, sergeant, Maybe a lieutenant or two, maybe a captain or two, and maybe, just maybe, you find a couple generals in there. And with that, this has been According to Callus, and I will see you on the other side.